Welcome, everybody, to the Crushing College Podcast, a new podcast sponsored by a Campfire Series to interview college athletes and just college people in general, figure out how they balance their craft and their schoolwork. Because in college, you still got to get a degree and you still got to get good grades. My name is Logan Sofranco, the host. And for our first episode, we have a very awesome interview with Cal Lutheran baseball player Gregory Pimentel. We hope you enjoyed this interview, but also we encourage you to follow us on social media at Crushing College Podcast and to subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and follow us on our SoundCloud. We are going to keep it up and it's going to be awesome. But without further ado, let's get to our first episode with Gregory Pimentel. I've listened to a couple of your podcasts before, like the one with Joe Davis, so pretty excited to hop on here. Oh, cool, cool. Glad you liked that. Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I, I pulled I, I pulled that one up the other day and I was like, holy crap, that was in May of last year. Yeah. I think I think I saw that like on your Instagram or something, and I went back and I like listened to it. It was pretty sweet. Well, I'm glad you liked it, man. Well, yeah, I I decided to start another segment and just chat with some college athletes. And, you know, you play you play ball. I you went to Moorpark, right? Yeah, Moorpark High School. Pretty good program over there, right? Yeah, not too shabby, I'd say. So let's let's start there. Uh, you know, going to Cal Lutheran in Thousand Oaks, it's relatively close to Moore Park High School. Uh, what was your time like at Moore Park? Did you get a? How many years were you on varsity for? Played uh, two years of varsity baseball at Moore Park, uh, junior and senior year. Uh, did I two weight, so I was pitching and like infield lose. Okay, so you got a little bit of power. I do have a little bit of power. <laughs> So, uh, being a two-way player, are you a two-way player, Calu? Like, uh, position uh, and pitching? No. These past two years, I've just been focusing strictly on pitching. I feel like that was probably for the best because I feel like in high school, I was stretching myself too thin in terms of, like, recovery and, like, my arm and stuff. So, I feel like just pitching was the best way to go about it. How fast were you chucking it in high school? Say, like low to mid 80s and i'd say i'm pretty similar here in college maybe like i think the fastest i've thrown at calu is probably like 85 which is like about average i'd say at this level yeah yeah so are you throwing are you throwing uh bullpen or starting what's been the the deal with that uh, a lot of bullpen work yeah i mean high school is more of a starter but definitely moved over to the pen here at calu got a lot of uh a lot of arms here to compete with so just trying yeah, to yeah for sure make my way through but with have you ever been in a pretty tense? I mean, obviously Cal Lutheran D three national champions in two thousand seventeen. So it's a good it's a good program. Uh, mm-hmm. You come into some hostile situations, I assume, as a bullpen arm. But have you ever had that experience at Cal Lu yet? Uh, to be honest, not not yet because season was cut a little short last yeah. year. So now playing time is a little tight, but hopefully soon this year maybe we'll definitely get some opportunities for that. When did you start in high school developing your pitching arsenal? You know, having your changeup and whatever it may be. I don't know what you throw, a changeup, a cutter. What, what, what kind of stuff do you throw uh, in high school, and how did it change in college? In high school, like, our head coach was, like, really big on off-speed and, like, developing guys, like, in their repertoire from, from day one. So I'd say about high school is when I started developing all that. And then in terms of like pitches and stuff, I would have like a four seam and then like a sinker change up and a slider, but sometimes a curveball that's something I'm working on here in college just to give me that 
actual boost. I saw. I'd say that right there. And I feel like I don't know if it's just me, but especially in the majors, there's a not many bullpen guys who have a really dynamic curveball you think of guys like uh, mm -hmm. Kenley Jansen or all this Chapman you think of the big closers they got you know sometimes cutters and sinkers but mainly it's their fastball but you know 85 you can't you know not throwing 103 that's that's mm -hmm. pretty hard to do so walk me through how important placement is of your pitches because I, I assume when you're throwing 80 85 as your fastball and then you bring in a little bit of the off speed your placement is just absolutely crucial and also how crucial is placement in the zone for college coaches, when they look at you in high school, they say, "Oh, this guy's hitting his spots. We gotta get a fastball down and in. Ooh, he's throwing that." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely spotting up, and I'd say even even bigger than like spotting up is sequencing, especially for a guy like me. I can't just go, you know, ninety eight, ninety seven fastballs and blow guys away. I got pitch backwards and throw every pitch for a strike. So I feel like that's definitely one of my biggest strengths: being able to throw every pitch for a strike, because. I feel like that's key, especially at this level. You know, guys definitely are aware of, uh, like, when to sit on certain pitches and stuff. But, yeah, definitely placement is key and just not falling behind. That's definitely, like, the biggest jump from high school to college is the strike zone. You know, definitely, like, the high school umpires versus college umpires, super tight zone, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to falling behind in counts, in counts, you're down three one, uh, you're down three zero, two zero, whatever it may be. What do you do to lock in to get back in the rhythm to start? Hey, I actually got to attack now and get this batter out. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest things for myself, I would just be like, take a deep breath, you know, set back, refocus, and then just go through like some cues in my head and what I can do to execute the best pitch I can. But you know, I mean. In that case, just not fall behind. That's the easiest way to go about it, but definitely. What were some other schools you were getting looked at by uh, in high school? Yeah, some other schools I was being recruited by was University of Puget Sound in Tacoma, Washington, and some other high academic schools like uh, Johns Hopkins. But Kowloon just made the most sense in terms of like academic and athletics. And it was close to home, so I can't complain. I love being in Ventura County. There's there's really nowhere else I want to be. So, well, that's good though. That you know, close to home. I feel like for for me especially because people don't know I I attend Kalu too, and I think that being close to home is just so crucial, and especially in times like these. Even though you're living on campus, but mm -hmm. uh, obviously that does play a factor in choosing you know your colleges, but also. Was it also a factor of, hey, I'm actually going to have a spot at Kalu, or was it going to be that case for all the schools you were getting looked at? Uh, yeah, it was actually kind of the opposite. You know, I knew I was going to have to, like, maybe wait a couple years here at Kalu to get some, like, opportunity, like, playing time. But I knew it would be worth it. You know, I'd, I'd say maybe, like, this time next year, hopefully I'd be, like, taking on a much bigger role than this year. And then, like, yeah. every year that, just keep growing my role. But – I mean, one of the biggest things was obviously financial aid here at Cal. Oh, for I got, sure, for sure. Got a really good package. I feel like a lot of students can agree with that, that financial aid is, like, really important here, especially for the academics that they provide. Being able to afford that was really important when it came to my college decision. And especially in times like these when, you know, you're not getting the education you thought you were getting. But you had you had last year. You had a little bit, and then you got cut off. And, but you're a sophomore at Cal, correct? That's right, yeah. So, yeah, so you had a little bit of, you know, time 
to nor- to normalize Kowloon, but now you're mm-hmm. in this new platform. But yeah, finances is absolutely big. It's a big th- reason why I went to Kowloon and big reason why, like you said, a lot of people, it's very generous here at Kowloon with the financial aid stuff. So now we're heading to back to high school again. Were you ever in uh, some playoff scenarios? Maybe not you specifically, but I don't really. I didn't really follow Moore Park because I was. I went to Village Christian. I went. To, you know, we're in the Olympic League. We're not. We don't really pay attention to the Thousand Oaks areas. We didn't play you guys too much. But was there ever some high tense situations in high school? Oh, for sure, definitely. I mean, our junior year because we had come off our sophomore year a really strong year, like our juniors and seniors were really good, where right, as our right. junior year, we weren't as as good, to be honest. So we were placed in D1 for CIF. So, I mean, we had a solid year. We finished third in the Coastal Canyon with like Camarillo, Simi, all those good teams. But we got matched up with Notre Dame. So we had to go, we, we played Notre Dame at home. And we actually did okay. beat them. That was the okay. year they were ranked number one in the country by oh, Baseball America. Was that 2017? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Was that back yeah. when they had, I think they had Hunter Green, they had Grant Berman, they had a bunch of studs at, at Notre Dame. They didn't have Hunter Green that year. I think it was the year after he graduated. Oh, for sure, for sure. But they had some other guys like Lucas Gordon and just some absolute stuff. That dude is filthy. Yeah, he is in- an unreal guy. <laughs> but um, so we played them. We actually knocked them off at home. So then the following nice. game, we had to go on the road to Orange Lutheran, and I, I got to start that game. I'd like to say I held my own pretty well. Nice. Uh, it was like, I think we lost 2-0 on the road to a pretty tough Olu team. And they had their own little guy, uh, not a little guy, but Cole <laughs> Wynn. He got picked up in the first round, I think 16th overall by the Rangers. So he's pretty legit. Well, I think that, you know, making a good baseball career uh, in high, in college, you have to have not just high tent scenarios in high school, but you have to face those kind of schools and lose. Like it's unfortunate, like two and zero as a as a start. Like you lost o two that game, but you said you held your own pretty pretty nicely. And sometimes mm-hmm. the offense just doesn't provide, and that's what's so frustrating. You look at really good pitchers in the MLB. You look at Jacob Degrom, who won back to back Cy Young awards. It's not because of his uh, wins and losses, it's because of his ERA. You know, because what he allowed. But now you're in college, and what's your what's your major? Uh, I'm double majoring in political science and criminal justice. Pretty and criminal justice, pretty good program at, at Cal Lou. So yeah. now, obviously, this 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 podcast, the one we're calling, it's called the Crushing College Podcast. You're you're obviously you got to find ways to crush college. Getting the good the grades are are obviously top priority because student athletes is the terminology we use to you know describe you know baseball players like yourself. So. How do you manage the practice and, you know, the work? I don't, me personally being a freshman, I don't know the routine because I haven't lived on campus yet. So you had to have developed a little bit of a routine back when it was normal time. And now you have to have one, which is a little bit different. We'll talk a little bit about what you're doing for practices and, you know, to stay in shape in these times. But how do you balance it out as a student athlete? No, it is harder than people make it it look. That's for sure. Oh, yeah it's a daily struggle you know every day is a new challenge that's for sure um how do i balance it uh, i'd like to just say that i don't i just you know try and survive in advance every day you know get as much done as i can time management is key i mean this covid year has definitely provided me with a little more time so it's been less stressful than i'd say last year and especially since it's online there's a lot more leniency 
but you know, it's, it's a lot of work, no doubt. So I think what's really, um, at least for me as a factor, and I, I feel like a lot of people can relate, but, but maybe not you cause I'm, I'm living at home, but when you're not living at home, you don't have to worry about doing the family chores or maintaining the house or doing stuff like that. It, it's your time. Obviously you have to do your thing to make sure your dorm room looks clean and to make sure you have food and go to the, go to Ullman and get your, your, your dinner. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have a little bit more freedom to do your work. Cause that's just a point of college that you have more free time, but also, yeah, it's just in general, no matter how much free time you have, balancing it is just hard. So with that being said, I commend you for taking on two major, two, you know, bachelors in criminals, criminal uh, criminology and political science those are just big majors so tell me a little bit about how does that ever you know take over you when you're doing baseball like do you ever have a different mind now that you're taking those kind of classes like did you envision in high school you were going to take political science and you know learn about criminology and all that stuff oh gosh i had i had no idea (laughs) i i came into calu think i was going to be a history teacher and i was going to you know change the world as a teacher but it just didn't work out. I don't know if you know anything about the history department here at Calithern. Oh my goodness. Pretty tough. You know, a lot of oh writing, a lot God. of research. But I mean, so I just ended up doing like undeclared after my first semester because I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. It was a really big adjustment for me. I kind of struggled. Like I was like a 4.0 student in high school, all that stuff. And then I just, you know, kind of struggled that transition. Um, but then I found like two classes that I love, like crim and uh, political science. So it's like, you know, why not do both? Like these are really passionate, like, and I don't get tired of it. I feel like that's the big thing. You know, I feel like I could do this for like a long time, so. We'll talk a little bit about history because I got something to say about that, but especially in times <laughs> like these, uh, criminology is, or not, I beg your pardon, uh, political science in stuff like this when politics are so hot and you want to learn the way of politics, uh, it's kind of inspiring and kind of intriguing when you think about you know, taking political science classes. But yeah, the history, man. I made the mistake of taking a history class first semester and I started messaging a bunch of sophomores. And I was like, hey, have you had history like 110 or whatever it was? And like, <laughs> no, I got the same response from six kids I DM'd. And they all said, oh, no, Cal Lu's history program is a little hard. We're taking them at Moore Park College. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it's pretty funny hearing you saying that as well. But now we're in COVID years. What do you do to stay in shape? Obviously, I know the, the FCC gym has kind of been opening and closing and doing it outdoors and people working out off campus. So what are you doing to stay in shape? Because I know right now I've gained the, the COVID-19, if you will. <laughs> yeah. No. Not like in the good, not in the good way, the workout, not in the workout way. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely feel like everyone's had their own struggles with finding like places to work out, especially like because, uh, there's been like some inconsistency with the Kowloon gym and just like in general, you know, gyms are open and then they close. So just trying to be as flexible as you can. So I think one of the things I've been working on this off season is my speed, you know, there's the gym closing down won't shut down speed training. You know, you can go to a park and just get sprints. And so I feel like that's been one of the biggest uh, things that I've been doing to try and stay in shape, but also just lifting, you know, like investing in like a gym when it's open and just trying to stay ready as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like the thing that people don't realize about pitching is that, oh, it's always constant arm workouts. It's constant shoulder workouts. No, you use your hips in baseball. Use your hips. You use your legs. You got to work your whole body out. Mm -hmm. So 
commend you for taking the initiative and doing stuff at a park because people don't realize that there are those opportunities. But now you obviously, I don't know how much access you have to the baseball field at your university, but do you ever go out there and maybe throw a couple of bullpens with some, some of the guys? For sure. I mean, in the fall and like a little bit of the spring so far, I'd like to say about that, like five days a week, just getting throws in, uh, like some driveline, like plyo balls and J bands, just trying to keep the arm as ready as we can right now. Now, what about watching uh, baseball in this twenty past twenty twenty season? And just obviously, you got a, you're a student of not just you know criminology and political science. You're a student of baseball. So when you're watching ball, or who's your who's your team, if I may ask? Oh, it's the Dodgers, no doubt. There you go. There you go. So it was a good season for you guys. So what was? Do you watch? them and their decision making as a baseball player and learn from them oh, yeah. I, and maybe I mean, sometimes learn and maybe sometimes see things you don't like and say i i don't want to do that i don't want to do what happened in the brett phillips walk-off in the world series i don't want to have two airs you know what i mean yeah no i am dave roberts biggest critic i mean i'd like to say i i came pretty close this year because it was a 40 or 60 game season i wanted to watch every single game came a little short but uh, it was still a lot of fun watching the boys. They had a great year. But definitely a lot to learn from some of the best players in the world. I mean, just the little things they do and just picking up on that. And then just not even the Dodgers, like sitting down and watching film on other, like, Major League Baseball players. Like, one of the guys I like to emulate is Sonny Gray, just because of his stature. Like, we're pretty similar in stature and uh, height. So just, like, the way he moves down the hill and how efficiently he moves, I feel like watching film on that and just trying to emulate, like, the little things they do to be – like professionals, I feel like that's key to, you know, learning about the game and stuff like that. I also feel that when you're watching not just baseball, but any sport, when you're listening to the broadcast, this is my nerdy side come in, you have the color commentator. So if you're watching the Dodgers games, you have Oral Hershiser. And watching and listening to the game, you learn from the announcers, not necessarily like the Joe Davises, but the color guys who – you know, they played the game. They know about it. So do you sometimes learn from them? And, and let's say if it's the World Series, you're learning from John Smoltz. He was a very big pitcher. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot to share about calling games in the World Series. No, yeah, for sure. I love Oral's take, especially on, like, pitching, especially, like, the way uh, he talks about, like, sequencing and stuff and, like, how to go about, you know, like, when to do certain things, like, when to not. He, I'd say he's pretty similar to like Tony Romo. He knows a lot and like he's able to like yeah. predict certain things and stuff like that. Where as like Joe Davis is like, I just like his voice, you know? I don't know if you, yeah, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that Oral Hershiser is just, he's a very smart man about baseball. And I think that any broadcast team that can bring people in to teach ball players like yourself and ball players across the country, you know, Every ball player has the same 24. That's what my high school coach told me. He had the same 24 hours in a day as the other person and as everybody in the world. It's just a matter of what you do with them. So it looks like you've been making good time about it. So what's the future for the season? Are you guys going to have one? What's what's it looking like? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still up in the air. I mean, there's a lot of work yeah. that needs to be done in terms of, like, paperwork. I know a lot of guys are still behind on that. I'm still behind on that. Like, it's it's been a lot, like, instead of, like, a normal year like in terms of liability and things like that. So we're supposed to start next week on the 15th, but now that's been pushed back to March 2nd, which is our tentative date. But, you know, we could start sooner. We could start later. It's really still up in the air. It's all up in the air. And that's just what the, the general theme is right now. Mm -hmm. But 
with that being said, any last thoughts you want to leave on the table just as a student athlete about just anything you have to share? Yeah, I mean, with the uncertainty, I mean, there's only so much you can control. So one of the things I can really control is just keep getting better every day as a student and as an athlete, you know, just doing everything I can. You know, if there's not a season this year, it's going to be next year. So just getting ready for whatever comes next. I like that. Getting ready for whatever comes next. Greg, I, thank you so much for for agreeing to be my first guest on this new segment. And, you know, it sounds like you got everything under control or even though it sounds even though you're telling us that, you know, doing the school and the and playing sports, sometimes it gets hard to balance everything. But that's just natural. That's life. But it sounds like you, you are figuring out what you have to do and you're staying in shape for whenever you do get the call and that's what the best athlete does so appreciate you doing that and i appreciate you sharing some words and you know we've never met face to face we chatted a few times on dm so it's nice to put a face to you know what i see on, on the text so sure. with that being said i hope i hope to see you on campus sometime soon yeah, um and uh stay safe out there and enjoy whatever you can living on campus i know it, it's a ghost town out there but you know try your best to have have fun and be safe and smart yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. It was a pleasure.